for joining us today for a special live stream session on remote conferencing. I'm Sydney Hunt, Senior Communications Specialist, and today I'm joined by Assistant Superintendent of Teaching and Learning, Dr. Susan Silva. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. It's great to be here. Awesome. Well, we are going to go through a brief presentation about remote conferencing and what it is. And so, Dr. Silva, I will hand it over to you. All right. Well, thanks again for inviting me to join today. Um, a little bit about remote conferencing. Remote conferencing is very different than our brick and mortar classrooms and our virtual learning program. So we're going to focus just on remote conferencing today. But essentially, um, TEA has allowed us to help our students and stay connected with them while they may be out temporarily um, due to illness. So um, there's a maximum of 20 days for this, but certainly students who may be out one week, five days could take advantage of it and then return to school. Um, remote conferencing also provides some support for all of our students pre-K, through 12th grade. Um, our elementary students will receive support in reading and math synchronously and then some extra options for asynchronous learning. And then our secondary students will receive support in English language arts, math, science, and social studies throughout each morning. Our daily, uh, report, our daily schedule um, will also support students who are our English learners and our special education students. So we will have support links for them to attend a, a session with, that will offer support for those. During this remote conferencing, your child will remain in their current classroom. So with their current homeroom teacher or their current schedule at any intermediate or high school, they will temporarily attend a course, and uh, but they will still report all of their assignments and report to their teacher and continue communication with their home campus. So no grades will be issued in this environment, as and also no assignments will be issued in this environment. It will give students a chance to connect with a teacher and try to stay on pace with curriculum with a short mini lesson each day. So um, our students will still upload their regular assignments into their courses that they're currently um, in. Our daily enrollment will vary a lot probably in these courses because students will log in depending on how many students are at home. And um, the rosters will vary daily as well. Um, this is not the same as virtual learning. Our person, our teacher that's going to be teaching these are considered a learning coach. And it's intentionally named by TEA remote conferencing and not remote learning because it doesn't take the place of our regular classroom instruction or our virtual learning program. Our student expectations for our remote conferencing include um, staying connected to their home campus. So the courses that they're in, if they're in secondary or their homeroom teacher, if they're in elementary, staying connected and continuing to turn in those assignments. There will be time during remote conferencing or if they have a question about assignment, our teacher may be able to assist them with that, but they will still complete the assignments that are assigned by their regular teacher. Um, the homeroom teacher or the teacher at the home campus and secondary will continue to pro provide grades in Skyward just like normal. 
the students, if they log in and attend through a link into our Teams meeting, will get credit for attendance. So that's something that's very beneficial for our students, um, especially in the secondary level, so that if they log into those links and attend those meetings for ELA or for math or for science and social studies, they will get credit for attending. Our schedule each day um, looks, um, looks like this. In elementary, we will have content from English language arts and math every morning beginning at 8 o'clock. Essentially, in elementary, our, our session will be from 8 to 10 every morning. At 8 o'clock, we will have ELA. And at nine o'clock, we will have math. During the time in between those, we will have some time for problem solving and coaching if students need it. In our core subjects, we have all of the uh, four contents represented. At 8.30, we will have our English language arts courses. At 9.30, our math courses. At 10.30, our science courses. And at 11.30, our social studies courses. So if your student is in Algebra 1, they will use the link to join the Algebra 1 class at 9.30. And if your student's in geometry, they would go to the geometry class at that very same time. There are different links that they will access depending on the content that they're regularly scheduled for during the school year. This is what our schedule looks like, as I already mentioned. And you see that our English learner support and our special education support sort of expands that, that, that time throughout the morning so that if they're in an English language arts class and they're attending using the Teams link and they need to pop over some for some support from our special education teachers, they can do that as well. So that's well, an overview. Thank you. We're yep. going to get to some frequently asked questions about this because there there was in our in our virtual learning session last week, there was some confusion of the difference in uh, virtual learning and remote conferencing. So just so we're clear, remote conferencing is essentially a brief amount of time when students cannot physically be in class that can receive learning support, correct? It's not a replacement for virtual learning or in-person learning. That's ex that is exactly correct. Um, in those sessions, there will be a very brief mini lesson that's aligned with our curriculum, but it certainly will not be specific and targeted using student data or um, or uh, able to. They will not be differentiating the lesson for different students depending on if they need some some additional support or if they need an extension. Those types of of supports will not be provided during remote conferencing. It's just an opportunity to touch base with the teacher, get a very short lesson, and then do some problem solving or some coaching if necessary to complete the assignments that's are, that have already been assigned by their classroom teachers. And so if if they're not getting grades for these assignments, um, what they essentially are getting that attendance record um, in the books for signing in, logging on, and that's the that's right. So the, to do it. That's right. Mm -hmm. So the the remote conferencing learning coach will be providing a lesson, but they will not be, be providing an assignment that needs to be turned in. They will ask the students if they need some support completing the assignments that are already assigned to them by their by their regular teachers, and they can support them with that if they have questions or maybe make suggestions about contacting their teacher if mm -hmm. necessary. Um, but there will be no assignments. Given given in remote conferencing, nor, nor received, nor taken up in remote conferencing. Can you provide an example of when students may access remote conferencing? Um, where, what 
constitutes a remote conferencing and how long. Okay. Um, so we are scheduled to kick off remote conferencing September 7th, which is next Tuesday. And um, over the course of the next few days, we will be sharing district class links uh, to a Teams meeting with the teachers. And so what the student will do is if they are not um, present in school, if they're sick or if they are maybe tested positive, but they're asymptomatic and they feel like they can attend school that day, then they can log into their It's Learning course of their current classes. Mm -hmm. So if a student is in Algebra 1, they would log into that Algebra 1 teacher's course. And that Algebra 1 teacher will be sharing the district link for the Algebra 1 remote conferencing class. The student will click on that link at 9.30 and um, and attend that class. They will get attendance credit and um, a little support from the learning coach if needed. Um, those links for all those courses will be shared by the home campus. And so starting September 7th, um, w- will this automatically be available for students who are, let's say, home with a cold starting next week, end of next week, um, how will they know what to do? Do they just log on if they're not there that day? Sure. Um, so it will be it will be available starting on the 7th for any student that is at home on a temporary basis because of, of an illness. Mm-hmm. And, um, and a tempor- this is a temporary, so it wouldn't be for any long-term solution. But yes, so if a student is at home, we're going to have communication coming out later this week that they can join the Teams class and um, they just have to have the link from their current class schedule. So their English 2 teacher will be providing the English 2 link and um, and so on. In elementary, the teachers will be providing a link that takes them to an at-home learning course. Mm-hmm. And in the elementary at-home learning course, in its learning, all of the links will be provided there. So they will just click on their grade level at 8 o'clock in the morning. So it should be essentially seamless of transitioning to at-home Um, If there is a day in between, are they going to uh, be counted against for the absence that day if they're not? So this is so the whole purpose of remote conferencing is for it to be very fluid Mm -hmm. so that if a student is absent Tuesday, they can log in if they feel well enough to attend class that Mm -hmm. day. If they feel sick and they need to lay down, they just don't attend class and they'll be marked absent just like they would in any normal situation. Um, If a student is present all next week, but in October gets sick, they can log in just the same and participate in class. So this will be going on and the students Um, you can sort of imagine will be sort of popping in and out depending Mm -hmm. on when they're absent from brick and mortar class. You mentioned that educators who are providing the live sessions are also learning coaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, What does that mean? Okay. So our our teachers that are going to be providing the remote conferencing are all certified to teach in the area that they will be supporting. When we say learning coach, we mean that they will be providing a short lesson for students, and then they will really just be coaching them. They will be helping them complete assignments if if they have assignments from their current teacher. They might talk to them about strategies they use in math, or they might have a conversation with multiple students about those strategies and share ideas, but it will not be a place for direct instruction and specific supports for students instructionally. And then what is the role of a parent during this time? Obviously, if a student is home, uh, the parent or a caregiver may, may, may be with them. So what is their role? Sure. 
if a, if a parent is with them, the main thing to do um, is to make sure that they log in at 8 o'clock in elementary and then at 8.30 and 9.30 and 10.30 and 11.30 in secondary um, for that attendance credit so they can get credit for attendance and um, and really just supporting them just as a learning coach might, uh, confirming they're in communication with their teacher, they know which assignments are due, all those good questions that we ask as parents. Um, are you pacing yourself out? Do you have a plan for your week? Um, if they're if they're asymptomatic and they're feeling well enough to get the work done, so uh, a learning coach, just like we are, we are on our end serving as a learning coach, and we would love parents to do that as well. Um, unexcused absences. Will students be marked unexcused if they do not log into the next hour of class, but they were there for the first hour? So if a student logs in to the Teams meeting for ELA, then they will be considered present for that class. So they will have attendance for that class. If they start to feel sick or if they, for whatever reason, don't log into math, then they won't be unexcused. They just won't be present mm-hmm. that day. They will be, um, I, I would assume when you return, you bring in a sick note and they would be marked absent. Um, similarly, um, just like from period to period throughout the day, if you have a student who is out and is, is is having a lot of symptoms and is not feeling like they want to do schoolwork, then they don't have to log in. Right. They can just be sick and, and feel better. And once they get to a point where they feel uh, good enough to attend, they can jump on, even though it may be before they can actually return to brick and mortar class. And, th- and then parents will just need to provide a note. Just like return. typical, just they typical would provide a note sickness. for the absences. That's correct. Will the student's teacher back in the classroom be required to maintain its learning and seesaw so students can continue to earn grades during the remote conferencing period? Maintain it, so basically maintaining, the teacher will be responsible for maintaining its learning and seesaw so they can understand the connection, the of, connection. of their class period. So, so that varies at the, at the various grade levels. Mm-hmm. So in some of the lower grades, they don't, use, uh, they don't use its learning as much as secondary because a lot of the elementary assignments are not necessarily something they would upload or submit through its learning. Um, we have um, some expectations around use of its learning, that they're posting what their objectives are and the big ideas. Every assignment doesn't always lend itself to uploading something into its learning. Mm-hmm. So that's going to vary. Mm-hmm. Um, but but in addition to that, I think it's important to know, too, just like before we had its learning and before we had COVID, when, when a student was sick, often they would contact the teacher and the teacher might give them a, an assignment to do. And so there will need to continue to be those kind of communication as well, just like we do now. We email the teacher and say, I'm going to be out. Is there anything, you know, is there anything I need to do? She may say, upload this into its learning. But she may say, read this chapter of the book and write in your, in your writer's notebook, which wouldn't necessarily be an upload into its learning. Right. So that will vary. Yeah. So that's through your workbook and not through Mm -hmm. the portal. So elementary, there's a few questions about elementary uh, logging in and how to access these links. Mm -hmm. Can you go through that one more time? Yes. Um, So for elementary, um, 
there will be communication coming from yes. the campuses very shortly. Uh, but but essentially what a student would do for elementary is they will log in to its learning and there will be a link in the teacher's courses. It is not there yet, but it will be by next week. Um, we're having a really quick turnaround on all this stuff. So we appreciate your patience with that. But that link will lead them to another It's Learning course in elementary called CCISD at Home Learning. Mm-hmm. And in that CCISD at Home Learning course, there will be front and center when you log into that course links for every grade level. And so if your student is a, in pre-kindergarten, they would click on the pre-kindergarten link at eight o'clock and, and so on. If they're a special education student and they need support through special education teachers, they would click on the special education link. So um, if you look in that course right now, you're going to see here are the links, but they're not actually links yet. And we're working on getting that up and running by next Tuesday. So um, you mentioned special education. There will be certain links. So we have a few parents asking about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Bilingual or dual language students who need Spanish support. So there will be an English learner link as well um, in elementary. And so there will be an English learner link in elementary as well as a special education support link in elementary. Perfect. And just to reiterate um, to our parents uh, watching this, this is for any illness that prevents a student from being in in the classroom for a longer period of time. It doesn't necessarily have to be quarantining or covid that's correct. That's and correct. So they can log in and do this um, and take advantage yes. of learning, continuing to learn at home if they're able to. That's correct. Um, can we clarify one uh, again about the roles of the educators involved? What is the role of the educator who's delivering the content in remote conferencing compared to the student's teacher of record? Okay. So the student's teacher does everything the no- a normal teacher does. They provide assignments. They have instruction daily. They, they do intervention groups, all of the things that teachers do in our district. They grade assignments. They put the grades in Skyward. They complete report cards. They complete progress reports, all, all of those mm-hmm. things. That's what our our typical teacher does and what all of our teachers are doing today. If a student attends remote conferencing, that teacher will not be doing differentiation or small group instruction. They will not be doing grades. They will not be assigning um, any assignments. Mm -hmm. They will be delivering a short mini lesson that aligns with the curriculum, the week and the the scope and sequence, we call it, Mm -hmm. where we are in the curriculum. And and then they will be delivering that, having some conversation with the students about that, a little participation, um, depending on numbers, of course, in those in those courses, and then they will ha- sort of serve and sw- sw- switch into that learning coach role where they might talk about assignments, reminders for students to stay on pace with their classroom teacher or their um, their home campus teachers so that they can stay up with their schoolwork that way. Awesome. Uh, can you, um, what if parents don't have access to a computer or the internet? So each student should have their computer still from when we did one-to-one. So so currently, our secondary students all have their computers computers. at home, and they're assigned to them. Our elementary students do not. 
take their computers home oh, right now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very early in the school year still. And so we are working. And if you have, a, if you are in need of a computer and you're in elementary, um, you can contact your campuses. The campuses are creating deployment plans to get ready mm-hmm. to support students and families at home if they need a computer. Our technology department is actively working just like we're actively working to um, help teachers get ready to do this. They're actively working to help uh, students have that if they need it at home. So the first uh, contact I would make with with the campus mm-hmm. would be um, the campus teacher to say that, that they, they do in fact need a computer. We know some don't and some will, and we want to prioritize those, obviously. Um, can you reiterate the number of days? Uh, this is temporary. Again, this is not virtual learning. Um, we want to make that clear. This is a, a short option um, to continue learning at home for students who want to take advantage of it mm-hmm. um, for a certain amount of, of time. That's correct? correct. That's correct. And the maximum is 20 days for the year for each student. So if you have a student who may be quarantining right now, feels fine, can attend the ver- remote conferencing, they could attend for five days right now. They mm-hmm. come back to school. They're good. Something happens again, and a few weeks later, they need to be out again. They can log back in for remote conferencing. They just can't do that for more than 20 days for the school year. And so more information on all of this, more detailed information will be coming out. We just wanted to answer, get on and answer a few of our frequently asked questions that we saw from our last live stream. Um, This option will be launching next week. And so just be checking your emails, be expecting more information from your schools and the district. And um, we will be posting this session uh, and the transcript. So if you want to read back through or rewatch this episode, um, it'll be available for playback. And uh, if you subscribe to our podcast, Car Rider Line, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, it will also be available in audio form. Um, But I think that's where we're going to end it today. Uh, Again, more information will be coming out. I know we have a few more questions coming in. So just be on the lookout for that email. And um, thank you for being here today. Some great information. And we will see everyone next time. 